So here we go then. Welcome back to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Tractor Girls Talk podcast. I'm your host as ever, Ross. And of course, we are proudly sponsored by John Fowler's Solicitors. Big up MK, Michael Kennedy, for getting that all sorted. Um, another win to talk about this week. I'm joined by my co-host and Woman skipper, Blue Wilson, as ever. Blue, it's always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm very well, thanks, Ross. Um, it's been a busy week for me so far. Um, I've been sort of up to Scotland on Monday for a day trip, as you do. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm all good. How about you? I'm very well, I'm very well indeed. And that's a long trip up to Scotland. Um, it that's, is. That's, uh, um, but I'm pleased you're, you got back safe and sound to record the podcast, another win, and another special guest. And we've been wanting to get this person on for a while because I want to sort of explain her role. She does a lot of great stuff. Take it away. Intro her as you would. So we've got Nicola on today, who is very much behind the scenes, but does a lot of work um, to get us in the shape that we're in uh, currently over the past sort of two seasons um, in terms of S&C. But I'll let her sort of explain herself a bit more. But welcome to the show, Nicola. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing well. Hope you both are as well. Oh, good. Um, and I was going to try and explain your role, but I think it's probably best if it came from you. Um, for people who don't know what SNC is, strength and conditioning, what is your role at Ipswich and how do you sort of help our team perform on a Sunday? Yeah, um, so strength and conditioning role is pretty much during the week, we're trying to load the players up so they peak at the right time. Um, and it all starts from off-season really so they're all the players are given an off-season program um coming into pre-season so they're fit enough to be able to cope with the demands of pre-season which then obviously trying to get them ready for season um so it's all your conditioning uh straight line speed mechanics change of direction mechanics which is really important short and sharp um so they can get to the ball get out of little um directions they need to get into um yes then weekly is how we load the play so we do acceleration at the start of the week so that's like a tuesday we'll do it mechanics not too much of a load as in volume um but just making sure we're trying to get them to excel as quickly as they can um whether that's closing someone down recovery runs anything like that on the pitch um, Thursday is then our change of direction, so um, we do things like circle runs, which I know is everyone's favourite, um, lots of little box drills, triangle shapes, um, coach demand, change of direction, so they run towards me, I'll show them a direction, um, all different combinations like that. And then a Friday is like power movement, so broad jumps, single leg broad jumps, anything that isn't going to cause any sort of um doms so muscle pain for them starting off on sunday so yeah and then sunday is warm-ups um so getting all the cones out ready activations you see them doing their mini band stuff beforehand um and just steadily getting them ready into their football combinations that they do with the ball um so then they're ready to go as soon as they sit on the pitch they're ready to go if they needed to do like an Anna Gray, 100% sprint down the wing. She's ready to go. Um, and then also, sorry, in the gym during the week as well, we do three sessions in the gym. Um, so we do two sessions, which is uppers and lowers. Tuesday is 
more lower exercises and some upper body um thursdays opposite um to go with we don't want them to have any sort of pain on the sunday from that so thursdays is more upper body a couple of lowers friday is the power movement so box jumps all of that kind of stuff um and then with that comes with the data so this year we're really lucky to get gps um, metrics so we can track literally how far people are running their high speed running sprint distance um which is really important to manage players um and it's all relative to to each player some players are just able to run faster and for longer um so it's just making sure that we don't overcook them during the week and also that we don't undercook them so then sunday is then a massive spike which which can be a problem also so yeah there's lots of different things and then rehabbers helping with them their upper body stuff lower body stuff um on pitch as well um what else making sure players are aware they need to hydrate eat healthily trying to keep them on track um what else is there yeah you get ask the scores players. don't you you ask the scores you know after a game you always ask is it oh yeah so yeah so we do rpe after every session and after a game so that's rate of perceived exertion so literally how hard they think the session was out of 10. so a game day is should be eight upwards um and then during the week it can vary we're trying to thursday is our higher load day um so yeah so that's um every session and every game we do that and then also before every training session we do a readiness scale so it's just a literally five little faces going from a really sort of frown to a really smiley face and just asking questions like how people feel um their mood physically how they feel which can be very different um their nutrition intake hydration and their sleep just so we can track if any injuries do come up is that all oh, they've had bad sleep a couple of days in a row or they're not feeling good or and we can manage the session off of that as well if someone's not feeling physically very good we can manage them get them to be more of like a balanced player rather than in in the session yes a lot a lot of stuff into that and um it's all good stuff because ready's for all the players like blue i'm, I'm sure that must be so helpful for the players definitely now it's more input now into into the team you know before maybe a couple of years back we didn't have all this you know didn't have a full-time person like nicola doing all this great work of course nicola you really get involved as well in the warm-up as well you have to course show them what you want to see to do and you you must you know bring out a sweat as well yeah definitely definitely during training sessions i'll yeah. get involved as much as i can i think it's good that they can see what it should look like because if i'm just saying yeah. run here and then run there then they're just going to do that probably 50 percent. but if they can see this is how you do it then they can see it's possible and that I they I expect a lot from them so they should be doing it sort of how I'm demonstrating it um but yeah I get involved any any time I can step in a training session if we've got an odd number I'll gladly put a bib on and get and get stuck in so yeah it's uh it is good great fun Joe was telling me last night actually um because I was speaking to him and I was like oh I've got Nicola on the pod tomorrow he was like, yeah, just mention the, that she loves to dink academy keepers. Yeah. Yeah, not not that I meant to. <laughs> the same goalkeeper. I meant to do the skill, but I didn't mean to do it on the same person. So obviously do all of this role for the academy players as well. So everything I just listed for them. So I'll also step in for them. Um, 
but yeah tendency to be put into right back on like a smaller scale pitch and I just love a little dink I just love a lob <laughs> over a goalkeeper so I just can't help myself um but yeah it's got to be done doesn't it? Yeah. so if we have an injury crisis we're, we're getting you signed up and um, playing, I am yeah? ready to go yeah right wing Ooh. preferably not center back sometimes I play that in training not my best position haven't really got the height um but yeah no it is good fun I like getting the call up in training. I like it, Joe. You, you heard it. You heard it here first. You know, Nick is ready to go when 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 she's when when you need her. There we go. Yeah, um, he definitely already to, knows that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and of course, we'll, we'll expand on your journey to Tritan a bit more as well because I know you did play as well. Um, so we'll be good to sort of let the listeners know a bit more later on about your journey to the club. But Blue, just quickly to add on to to Nicola's role, um, I'm sure it's been fresh air um fresh air for all the players to have Nicola and just have all this other great stuff in the GPS this year as well yeah definitely I mean I haven't had direct contact with the GPS yet um but hopefully that'll yeah. come in the months months to come oh I'm looking forward to that but yeah definitely it's been a huge step from like even from I think sort of pre-season last year the step when Nicola came in was massive and all the girls have said it um they've definitely felt fitter this season compared to last season um, so yeah, it's been a big step, and it's only going to help us on the pitch. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's good for the listeners to hear that actually there's more going into a Sunday. It's not us just rocking up um, and eleven players on the pitch trying to kick a ball around. Um, there's a lot of groundwork by a lot of people who don't necessarily get put on the in the limelight. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's been great, and um, I can't wait to get back to see the warm ups. I have to mention. Um, Nicola is probably one of the most bouncy people I know. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I'm convinced that you're doing these drills in your kitchen before. Yeah. I, I just look and I'm like, how do you do it? I, I I have got that comment a lot, to be fair. Like, why are you just so bouncy? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think I'm just, I did gymnastics when I was younger. So I don't know if it's just that. Yeah. Or from just a very like, energetic person because I just love it so much and I'm like this is what I want you to do passionate yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so I'm just like jump like this and they're like what? but yeah I have got that comment a lot very bunny bunny jumps yeah and, and fair play to you as well you took part in the bleep test in pre-season as well because anybody could have just gone yeah you just sit on the side I know you, you came out eventually but you to actually do it for a long time and to actually take part in that I think I'm sure the players are like come on then let's see how yeah. fun Nicola can go and I think you because <laughs> you, you had to start doing some notes and stuff like that so yeah I'm sure, actually, um, I stepped stopped, out yeah. at a good point yeah I, well, I yeah. wanted to stay in because I wanted them to get the beep because it was like yeah. the 30 15 so rather than the beep test it just like beeps at either end there's also a beep in the middle so you have to try and keep sort of like in the there's like a three yard zone that you have to be in for that beep and if you go off too quick because it does start quite slow then you get off pace and then you're just running quicker than you need to but yeah I thought right I'll stay in for a little bit and then I need to track who's dropping out here so I dropped out when (laughs) it got a little bit intense yeah, definitely, definitely. I think we did really well. I think as you've done some great work, you know, all the players look fitter as ever this year. Um, just and who won it in the? Was it summer? Who won it in the end? It was, was summer. It? Yeah, just, yeah, it was, it was yeah. summer. Anna dropped just before. Just before. Um, but yeah, no, they did really well. That was them putting in, doing their off-season programs. Obviously, I can send that, but if they don't do it, then 
that's on them. So once they come into pre-season, you can tell who, who has been working really hard and who, because tests don't really lie. So, yeah, that's on them for working really hard off-season. Off big shout out to them, big shout out to them. Well, um, let's talk about them more now because a big win on the weekend, a 3-0 win over Crawley Wasps, who were bottom of the league, but a very comfortable win um, and a very important win, Blue. Um, three goals, clean sheet, um, and just overall, a very controlled game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's four wins in a row now. It's a bit of a momentum. Um, I didn't actually realise that until I sort of prepped for this pod. I was like, oh, wow, OK, we're quietly going about our business. Um, but yeah, comfortable, I thought. Um, I mean, we had, I remember one instance where Sarah made a great save, which I think should be mentioned, where she's just yeah. tipped it a full stretch over the bar. Um, but other than that, um, Bonnie pen penalty, comfortable. Um, I was sitting on the bench and I was like, there's no way she misses. And they're all like, don't jinx it. I was like, Bonnie doesn't miss. She's not <laughs> missing this. And of course, she puts it in the top corner. Um, nice home debut goal for Freya Godfrey. Uh, very calmly taken. And then a nice Tash header to finish it off. So, yeah, perfect, really. Clean sheet. Um, decent performance. Um, so good, some good bits played. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was happy coming away from Sunday. Yeah, I was, I was hoping Bonnie was going to get a goal at some point again because I know she scored on her debut, first game of the season last year. But for her to step up and just coolly finish it, just slammed it in. Um, and you just said, oh, I was confident when I saw her step up. I went, yeah, she's going to score this. And uh, Nicola, good game um, overall. Um, yeah, Freya Godfrey, good debut from her. Really good goal. Yeah. Tash could have scored in the first half when she had that header and went bounced down and bent, bounced over. Um, but yeah, your main takeaways from the win. Yeah, I think mine were, I think it was great to see the little combination of Summer getting down the wing, getting a cross in and Tash just finishing it. I think it, obviously what people don't see is all the work we do in training, all these combination that Joe sets up just so when they get on the pitch, it's not like their first time seeing that picture. So I think it was really nice seeing that on the game day, all these pitches coming together and they're executing. Um, but yeah, it was great for the players. Um, got all their sort of mileage and we needed high speed run and all of that kind of stuff um from them i mean touch wood they were all fine coming into tuesday everyone was fine no little niggles were picked up so yeah it's good for them to get a like you said a win under the belt and their good performance by them and a, li a little insight into uh, sunday's game who covered most distance and who sort of covered most high speed distance you know so, yeah, so Summer covers them. It's always between Summer and uh, Anna for high-speed distance. Um, but, yeah, so Summer Summer picked up that for both. So, yeah, she's up and down up and down the wing, isn't she? Just like, it's not any problem to her. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, always Summer and Anna for the high-speed distance. Sarah for zero, not for that game, but she's normally up there as well for coverage. I, wanna, I, don't, I don't want to pick on her, but Coursera is in goal and she doesn't do much running because goalkeepers don't. What what do you do? Do you change her sort of program to anything just so she continues thing or is it just it's difficult no, for goalkeepers? She, yeah, so during the week she'll come into any conditioning we do. I don't yeah. put a big emphasis on her having to do it in a in a time limit because she is a goalkeeper. They don't yeah. have to do that in their position, but it's just to keep her fit, keep her going and keep her like within the team. Um so no we don't do any top up running or anything like that with Sarah. Um, she comes in sometimes with the academies on a Monday 
um, for her goalkeeper sessions that she has. So she does her kind of extra work during that. But yeah, during pre-season, she was in the conditioning test. She wasn't left out of anything. So, yeah. Oh, Sophie Pesca also, her first day of warming up on Sunday. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, big, was good big to, moment. Yeah. yeah, so it was good to get her in. Obviously, she was doing some top-up running at half-time. Um, we're trying to get her mileage up. So, yeah, it was good to have her out there in the warm-up. I'm sure she really enjoyed being out there. So that'll be you soon, Blue. You'll be doing yes. the, the top-up running at half-time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be great. And just quickly as well, we'll talk about the Felixo pitch and talk about pitches in general um, in, you know, the, some of the grounds we have to go to. Do you have to sometimes adapt to the surface? Because, you know, Felix, though, where you warm up, is a bit of a dip there. And, of course, there's yeah. some pitches we go to and it's a bit uh, questionable um so do you have to when you see it do you have to adapt to what you're changing or do you keep, just keep what you got you just got to work with the surface you got with yeah i think it's literally that you just have to work with what you've got um for the qpr game we change i'll change um sometimes the warm-up what we do with it if the ground that we were given to warm up in isn't always the pitch that we play on so that can always be a little bit kind of bobbly so we do like powerful high skips during the warm-up um, so if the ground looks a bit dodgy for that, I won't get them to do that just in case they come down and it's like a single leg land and then their ankle just rolls. Um, so it's only things like that. Just keep an eye on if there's any divots. Just But no, we just have to get on with, with what is there and just make sure they're prepared for every game. But that would be the only thing. Just make sure we don't cause any injuries through silly things. Definitely, because yeah, there's some there's some pitches. Sometimes you have to actually warm up somewhere else because they don't want to ruin the pitch. I know Felix, that we have done that before, and we we've done it outside yeah. because they don't want you know people basically warming up on the pitch, you know, ruining it as it is already. But it, it looks looking good, Felix, the pitch at the moment. They've, of course, yeah. we've got the sprinklers on. They put a bit of money into yeah. it. It is looking pretty good, so I'm sure it is good warming up and just good playing on it in general. Yeah, yeah, it's been so, a lot. Yeah. The, the players said it's been a lot better this season, so. Yeah, thank goodness they they sorted that out. So yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And um, Blue, let's talk more about the game as as a whole. Um, I wouldn't say it's is a negative, but the second half it, it did go flat. Uh, maybe it was you know expected because we were tuning up and pretty much cruising, um, but it did go flat. But thankfully we did get that third goal just to kill the game off, just in case you never know. Crawley could come in get a goal, but as you said earlier, Sarah made that fantastic save in the second half as well. But yeah got that goal to kill the game off and Tash her fourth goal of the season. Yeah, I agree. It definitely did go flat. Um, I never felt uncomfortable, though, at any point, really, during the game. I thought we were uh, very in control. I think, you know, Joe spoke to us before the game and he said, look, they've got a new manager who's just come in. They've just announced a new manager. At that point, I'm like, OK, these lot are going to give up the fight because they've got to impress. And in that position, I'd do the same. You're like, that is your, it's almost like a trial. Um, as this new guys come in. Um, so we're, I was expecting a bit more maybe from, from them, a bit more fight. Um, but as we sort of went 2-0 up, it sort of killed the game. Um, and I think we were still in control, but maybe not pushing on to get more and more um, like we'd want to be if we wanted a perfect game. Um, but all in all, 3-0 win. I, I'm, I'm content with that. There's obviously always things to improve on. I, I say that every pod. Um, and that will always be our attitude. Um, but I, I was pretty content with that. 
Yeah, and um, Nicola, just to round off the game, uh, I have to say it was a very physical game. That's what that's my one takeaway. There's a lot, a lot of free kicks happen, a lot of fouls was going in. Um, and do, as a spectator, you know, on the on the touchline, you know, looking at your players, thinking, oh, you know, hopefully nothing serious can happen because there was some tackles flying in, some you know, really physical, crawly players. But as you said, we went away with the game, you know, injury free. Yeah, I think the game is just becoming more physical. Like the challenges that happen. I think I feel like I'm quite vocal on the pit on the in the dugout. So when there is a big tackle, I'm probably the first person to be like, "Are they like, what's are they okay?" And then they get up and I'm like, oh. "Like it's just scary watching that because they are just people just slide in and just go in 100%, and you just think, please, just can you come out of this fine?" Um, but yeah, but it's just trying to get them strong enough so they they can handle that and they can sort of get up and keep going on. Um, but yeah, they they are scary to watch. The, all the physical contacts we have in the game now. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, there we go then, Blue. Wrapping up that three points in the bag and have a clean sheet, which is always good. Um, let's now segue um, into Nick Nicola's journey to Itchwich Town. Um, Nicola, before we get into how you joined the club, um, let's start about you. You know your football in general. Um, have you always liked football? And have you always liked doing SNC stuff? Yeah, so I've always just enjoyed sport. I think probably anyone just from when I was young, like I said, I did gymnastics, dance, swimming. Football was probably something I got into when I was maybe 11 or 12. Um, so, yeah, from them, I've just always, well, basketball, not that I was particularly good at it, but you just join in anything rounders. Um, so, yeah, it was just all sports, really. And then football was one that I really liked and hockey. They were probably my two big ones. And then it gets to a point where you have to choose. Um, and I chose football. Yeah. And and did that, did you sort of play for a team before um, sort of moving on? Because I know you also went to, to America to, well, to go on that journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I did play for Ipswich um, when I was probably 17, 16, 17. I think for one, it seems like ages ago, but one or two seasons I played there. Um, played for, obviously I'm from Norfolk, so I played for Norfolk, but then had a couple of games for Suffolk because at that time it was Ooh. just all the Ipswich. I know, I know. It was just the whole, pretty much the Ipswich team was the Suffolk team. And I was playing for Ipswich, so it just kind of made sense. But yeah, it was a bit of a... So yeah, I did that. And then I went out to America to play. So I did the four-year scholarship playing out there. Um, and before I went, I was just always really interested in strength. I just loved the gym. Um, speed. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. Like this is actually a career that you can help people get faster and stronger. So I was like, that. I just thought that was really cool. So then after the four years, because out there they're in America, strength and conditioning is just massive. Like the facilities they have is just unbelievable when you go out there. Um, so I was planning to just go out for four years and then come back, but I ended up staying out there for like eleven years. Wow. So I did my four years um, playing. And I went to University of Alabama to do my master's degree and get experience in strength and conditioning. So I was at University of Alabama for an additional four years. Um, and I was a strength and conditioning coach helping with all the teams there. So they have like college teams like gymnastics, softball, tennis. Um, so I was helping with all lots of different teams like that. Volleyball, who are very tall. If you've ever seen a volleyball team out there, 
I just looked tiny compared to them. Um, like when they're all together in a group, they just look like average normal height. And then when they get out on the streets, they you, they just look very tall. Um, so yeah, it was really cool just work with all different sports. I wanted to work with not just football, um, just so I got more experience, just not in one sport. Um, so I did that. So then I graduated with um, exercise science and sports management master's degrees. And then I then went into like working full time. So I went to IMG Academy, which is a high school, but it's like a private high school. And a lot of the um, professional athletes go there like tennis, very big tennis link um, and NFL draft link. Pe uh, players will go there to get ready for the NFL draft. Um, so I went there for a summer and again, worked with all different teams, tennis, track and field. Um, and they're a very big speed school. So they've got coaches there that just know the ins and outs of acceleration, top speed, change of direction. So that's where I kind of learned my speed development was, was from there. And then from there, I moved on to a private facility called um, Cooper Performance, which is in Tampa. So then in Florida. Um, so that was a private facility with, it was just for athletes. So it was professional athletes. It was athletes from like 10 years old all the way up until under 21s, any sport. I mean, we had ice hockey, wrestling, tennis, football, American football. Um, obviously, they call it soccer out there, but I'm going to say football. Um, and then I got working with Tampa Bay United, which at the time I didn't know. So I walked into their facility and everything was yellow and green. And I thought, this looks very familiar here. And they said, they're explaining who they were. And they said, oh, yeah, we're affiliated with Norwich City. Have you heard of them? And I said, of course I have. I said, I live about 30 minutes from there, um, which is very strange. You think, how, does, how has that happened in Tampa? They're affiliated with Norwich. So that was a cool little kind of link. So I worked with them, like 15 of their teams from ages sort of under nines through under 21s doing their S&C. So I've worked with all very different athletes. Um, and then it was then around that time, COVID hit, all of that kind of stuff. My sister told me that her and her partner were having a baby. She was pregnant. So I thought, right, I need to get home because I'm going to be an auntie here. Um, so through all of that, I came home. Um, and then I came home and I was applying for jobs. And Ipswich, it was actually through University of Essex, through um, the Under 21 Academy team. I applied for a job there um, and I had a link with Ipswich. I thought, oh, this would be quite a good kind of circle coming back in to seeing what it's like now. Um, so I applied for that, got that for the under 21s. And then um, I think they needed someone for the women's team as well. So it was kind of a really good timing. Um, so I then picked up the women's team. And now here I am with start of the second season. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is a weird so you just never know what's going to happen. A weird circle of coming back to Ipswich, which is obviously very different now than what it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's my journey. <laughs> what a journey, Blue. Um, any questions for Nicola from what, what she's there? Because that is unbelievable. It's a lot of speed work. It's a lot of speed it work. Is, I, yeah. now I now realise why you're so bouncy. It's, it's years yeah. and years of bounce. It's years of just working on jumping yeah <laughs> I think yeah, I think that's what people don't realize I think there is that so many years into it that it's just if you think if you did that for that many years you would 
probably yeah. that bouncy as well. But yeah, yeah it's, it's sort of a norm to you now. Yeah. Well, I just always like to be able to demonstrate things, not perfectly, but in a way that mm. players can pick it up and then I'm not teaching them. They're not copying me and I'm doing the wrong thing. So I like to know that I'm doing it correctly before I sort of pass it on to them. I've got a question about your time in America. Other than yeah. football um, or soccer, as it's known over there, um, what was your favourite sport to work with? Did you have like a favourite other than football? Yeah, so I think my favourite was... So I've got two, it's gymnastics or softball. And I think okay. it's just because they're just so powerful. Like the gymnasts, they can just produce so much power and they don't realise how strong they are. And they're just incredible athletes. Like they can do just flips. They can handstand hold for like 45 seconds, no problem, just still. Like that was in Crazy. part of their gym programmes was like handstand holds. They would do power movements like what we do like the shrugs like olympic movements box jumps they can just jump literally as high as you want them to jump um but they're just so powerful and they're just really brave i can't they just put them their bodies in positions that you think any slight movement here you could get quite a bad injury which also which happens but yeah and then softball they're just they're just giants they're just they produce so much power um and they're just really athletic like they have to dive catch throw so yeah I think those two if I had to pick were my probably my two favorites we're just we're just incredible aren't we as human beings some some people who are just some of the athletes just look at them go just oh yeah Yeah, you think how are you doing that and they don't realize that that is fantastic what they're doing I think because they're such a high level they kind of second guess themselves I'm like no Look what, you, look what you're doing. Yeah, You're tumbling and you're then walking out of it. I'm like, how have yeah. you done that? But yeah, yeah, that's in, they are incredible. Of course, there's a lot of hard work and a lot of, you know, sacrifice for them to yeah. get to the level they are. But yeah, yeah that, that sacrifice is well, well deserved because they can be successful like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that starts from a young age, isn't it? Gymnastics yeah. is, yeah. Definitely. I didn't get involved in any of their training sessions. I didn't step in. Uh, No, no demonstrating (laughs) in that one. No demonstrating on the tumbles for me, no. Maybe I can do a backflip on a trampoline, but who can't? But I was like, no, no, you can can teach me something here. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Um, Fun fact, by the way, I'm actually going to be going on trampolines later today. Um, It's my niece's birthday, and um, she's doing, um, basically, it's something called jumping it, which, and... uh, so oh, yeah. yeah, you'll be seeing me on the trampoline. So I'll, I'll see if I can do a backflip. I think, yeah, I think I could possibly. Yeah, you'll be fine. Just tuck your head. You'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll just be, I'll just be watching my niece and uh, all of her friends just doing, yeah, crazy yeah. things. I'll be like, yeah, I won't, I won't try that. I won't try that. You know, no. you're, you're, you're young kids. So I'll just do what I think is comfortable. Um, we'll, <laughs> yeah. see. we'll see. Well, then, Nicola, it's time for 10 questions with yourself. Getting to know you more now. Okay. Even more. Even more. Um, Let's get into it then, Blue. Um, I'll let you start off. And I think the first question, I think we can maybe remix it a little bit because Nicola's got a very interesting story in terms yeah. of football. But talk about, you can sort of still talk about her best football moment because she's played as well. But sort of, you know what I'm trying to say here. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the original question was your best moment in football so far. But I think I'm going to broaden it to sport as you've worked across so many sports. So it could be in football, it could be in your playing career, 
or it could be watching, I don't know, some gymnast do some triple, quadruple flip or land it or whatever. <laughs> what, what's the highlight for you? So the one that sticks out, I think because it's just so recent, has got to be the FA Cup, the penalties against Southampton. Yeah. Because that was just so intense. I just remember standing there just thinking, please just score, please just score. And, of course, she scores and you're just like, Whoa! everyone's sprinting onto the pitch. So I think that even now thinking about it, you just get like the excitement of your chest is just like pounding and you can just remember what everyone was like looking like. I remember I had, I think on pictures, I had like a piece of paper over my eyes, but I was watching, I want to point that out. It's just because the first one I had it there. So I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to keep this here the whole time because if I don't, I might be unlucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was watching, just to clarify. Um, yeah, there's just so many, I think, my first season out in America, it's just it's just so different. There's like different conferences, um, and you go to this tournament. If you get into like the top, I think it might be the top three or two in your conference, which is really a league. You then go to like a conference final against other conferences, so it'd be like against other leagues. Um, and I didn't really know what was going on. Like looking back now, I thought, wow, we got really really far in the conference league. But because you, you're not brought up knowing what these different things mean, sort of like first season, we also went to penalties on something that then got us into the final. Um, and then you, you win like a ring, like out there, rather than like a medal, you win rings. So we got to that stage. And even now looking back, I still didn't realise how big that moment was. We ended up, I think we lost, we were winning 2-0. or two, Yeah, I think we ended up losing 3-2. I was like, oh. But that when we... The game before that were the penalties. I think penalties are just so exciting. Um, I think that was probably a big moment because I was still only young. I was probably 18, 19, and it just at this big event, thinking, oh, my goodness, what's going on? There's so many people watching. Um, but, yeah, I think it's got to be, be those two. I think the gymnastics meets in America are just crazy as well. Like, they have all – it's obviously indoors, but they have, like, not – it's not a firework, but, like, fire sprinkler things going off like when they're just introducing the athletes coming in and you just think wow and they're like on this little podium and the light comes on and they introduce themselves and the arena is just full wow. um and it's with the the college football games as well like the american football games there's i mean a hundred thousand people come to the games um and with that i worked with the cheerleaders so i was allowed like on the on the field because they're obviously down there on the pit, on the field. So I was with them. And it's just, you look around and there's 100,000 people coming to these college games. Like, they're not paid. It would just be, like, it's a university. So they're there to study. And there's 100,000 people coming to watch, which is something you can't get your head around until I think you're in there. So yeah. these people can't just be, obviously I'm going to the university as well. And you see them in your classes. You think, oh, you, you play in front of 100,000 people weekly and you're sitting in my history class and it's like what's <laughs> happening what is happening here? um so yeah i think it's just seeing uh they just know how to celebrate things in america they just go big yeah so yeah i go think the first gymnastics yeah. the first college game that was just something to see you just think wow look at look at this they just go go all out 
Yeah, they just they love their sport, don't they? They love it. Yeah. They live and breathe. I know we do as well. You know, we love our football in England, yeah. but America, that as you said, their sport, they just make a massive show of it and they just turn yeah. up to all these events. And yeah, 100,000 just to watch some people play college football, which is yeah. just incredible. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's great. It is great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, then. Next question. Which player, male or female, do you enjoy watching? And uh, also, have you got a team? So I did have a team before I went yeah. to America. I really liked Man United, like when I was younger, mm-hmm. when like Ronaldo was there, Skulls, Giggs, Beckham, that like group of players, Giggs, all that kind of stuff. Um, but now I don't really know if I really follow a team. Um, I think you just, I lost touch a little bit being out in America because the time difference, the games are on at like seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and I was just getting involved with like the American football and all that kind of stuff. So, my team has got to be probably England. <laughs> um, um, but no, so I don't, I'm not like a hardcore supporter of a team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably a player. I quite like watching Jack Grealish. Mm. Um, I just feel like you never know what he's going to do. And he's not, he will give the ball like he's not selfish. It is nice to see him. If there's a chance there, he will like square it or pass it before sort of scoring himself so yeah i just like exciting players people who take people on bill pushes past him drive past all that like tricky kind of stuff i like watching that i like it and he's, he's really improved as of late as well and he Grealish, of course on on sunday against manchester united um yeah. Ireland and all that um yeah. Grealish was a was a main main part of that game as well yeah yeah so i do really want, enjoy watching him definitely um blue over to you Oh, good. Um, okay, so if you were stuck on a desert island, which player or member of staff would you choose to be with? And there's kind of two parts to this question. So there's a the part where you, you're trying to get off the desert island, so who'd be kind of most useful? Or there's another part is that you you are stuck there and you just have to live. <laughs> so you might have different answers. Um, yeah. But yeah, player or staff. So I think I would need someone with a little bit of height. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe Tash, Natasha Thomas. Mm. She's quite strong. She is. I feel like she'd be able to like break stuff so we could make a house or shelter. <laughs> um, she'd be, she's quite tall. She'd be able to reach stuff, like jump up, get any coconuts or whatever desert island we're on. Um, and I think she's quite handy as well. Yeah. So... I think she'd keep the morale up, but also saying that I think Kyra would be good at keeping morale up. Mm-hmm. But would she be able to jump? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I think really I'd be able to get stuck in there with anyone. I think all the the girls and our staff have got good personalities, but I think, I mean, Sarah Quantal is quite tall. Also, I think I'd go for Tash. Mm. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, and and she, she I'm sure she's 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 a fighter as well, and she can run quick. Yeah, so like she wouldn't be scared of anything. Yeah, like I'd be able to hide behind her, and she would just sort stuff out. <laughs> like save definitely. us, Tash, please. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, sort of the same sort of question in some sort of way, but um, this time you can escape and come back from, of course, um, your favorite holiday destination. You've you've travelled the world. You've been to America. You know what's what's some of the best parts of America you've been to, but also your favourite destination. Or what's on your bucket list as well? Yeah, so 
we've got some family that well not family but like family friends that live in Australia so we've been there a couple of times so I think that's probably my favorite is Australia because they're just so many different things in just one country because it's just massive um and it's just really the people are all just really nice and the, it is just really nice out there so I think probably Australia I would really like to go to Hawaii um so that probably be on my bucket list but yeah I think I'll go for Australia even though they've got scary spiders everywhere not that I'm scared of spiders but because they're deadly yeah. <laughs> makes it a bit more scary yes and, lo- lo- and big snakes and all that and yeah, just, yeah 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 lots of deadly stuff yeah, but don't worry, Tash can scare them away on the yeah, desert. Exactly. I'll be yeah. her there also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll find out soon. She's actually scared of snakes and spiders yeah, as well. Yeah, she'd so... be rubbish after yeah. all that, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll let you know, everybody. We'll let you know. Uh, yeah. Take it away. Um, I think you kind of already answered this one, but um, what other sports do you enjoy? I know you mentioned hockey and maybe yeah. some American influence as well. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, probably hockey. I still, I try and play on a Saturday for oh, really? with ladies, get in there. Um, yeah, my sister plays. My mum used to play until last year. Um, so we just love hockey. And it is it's very similar positioning to football. So you don't really have to think much. Obviously, very different skill set because you're using a stick and a ball. Um, but yeah, hockey is just so, it's just exciting. That's why I love yeah. that. Yeah. What, what position do you play? So I played, before I left, um, I played right forward. So yeah, I, I used to play right forward. Oh, you I hockey. hockey? Yeah, I really yeah, like okay, hockey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I just love that little tic-tac, just tap it, get past people. Yeah. Um, but now I play sort of centre forward, but like a deeper centre forward. Okay. To like play it out wide. My sister plays left forward. So I've got quite a good little connection going on. Um, so yeah, so hockey... It's just fun. It is a little bit scary because obviously when you get hit, mm. it's a bit sore. But um, yeah, hockey is great. That was my two favourite sports, hockey and football. I like it. I like it. Um, now, what is your favourite food? And also I was going to ask, do you put much input into the players' diet as well as part of your role? And you know, Or do you sort of double check what they're eating? And of course, service stations, yeah. some uh, questionable um, you know, choices sometimes, but the players must go, that's anything we've got on offer, you know, I've got, got, yeah. got to have the cheeky, you know, burger, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that was the first thing that came into mind is away trips. Um, I will always see sort of like the look behind their shoulder look, like where's Nicola, because <laughs> I will say something <laughs> and yeah. they know it, so they they kind of, but no, so away trips, we, so this season, well, the, our last uh, away game, we're starting to bring food with us, so like chicken wraps, protein shakes, so they've got something healthy to eat rather than because obviously fast food is just they definitely should stay away from that. Um, so, yeah, and then during the week at training, we get food as well. So it's all healthy food. So, yeah, it is hard because I know they obviously work jobs as well. So it's like takes a lot of time to try and prep food, which I know some players do and probably a lot of them do eat healthily. Um but yeah, it's just trying to advise them on, but like, what they should eat before games, after games, before training, and it's all really individual because some people can, like, stomach quite a lot of food, but some people can't, and they just will maybe take a little snack. So I think just trying to just get the best combination for them, so that when they play, they're not getting sort of indigestion or anything yeah. uncomfortable while they're playing. 
Um, so yeah, I do try and advise and I will speak up if I see someone making bad choices, which I'm, I know they appreciate. Um, but yeah, so that's, yeah, I just try and advise them really. And I think it's really good. The club is, we've been provided food and for away games makes a difference for them. It does. Now your favorite food then Nicola, what, what's, what's your go-to? Yeah. So this is hard because I feel like I just love all food. Yes. Um, but I think you have to just think if you have to eat something every day for the rest of your life, what could that possibly be? Um, so I think maybe oh, lasagna, I think if you see lasagna on the menu, that's probably my go-to. Okay. I do really like steak also. So it's hard. <laughs> um, yeah. I think probably lasagna would be my favorite food. I really love fruit. Like I feel like I could just live off of fruit. No problem. Um, but yeah, I think lasagna. What's your favourite fruit? Just going to add another question. Apples. I thought, why not? Um, I do eat apples daily. Yeah. But I do like strawberries, oranges, grapes. Got to love a grapes. grape. I do eat lots of grapes. Yeah. I tend to, when I go home and see my mum and dad, just wipe the grapes out as soon as I get them. <laughs> which which colour? Which one? I like the green ones. Yeah. Yeah, green grapes. Solid choice. Solid yeah. choice. <laughs> This is, what, this is what Track the Girls Talk brings you, ladies and gentlemen. Favourite fruit and all that. Yeah. I like it. In-depth like analysis. That's, yeah. that's our podcast. Yeah. Should, we, should we skip one question and go on to, because we're talking about fruit. Let's talk about fruit on pizza. Um, yes. Take it away. Good idea. Okay, so the big question, uh, what the podcast has been leading up to, really. Oh. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes, definitely. Come on! Get it on there. Okay. <laughs> what, what is that now then? What is that now? Who's on? I think because so Nia joined me. Nia Evans joined me. Did what did Megan go for now? Megan was me. Oh, so <laughs> you got another one. Now a team blue. Uh, no pineapple, Russ. You know, no. Pizza. I just, I just not for me. I like pineapple. Yeah. On its own, but not on pizza. But you know, it's it's. It's a, it, it's, it can break friendships up sometimes, can't it? Yeah. It can break friendships <laughs> up sometimes, seeing it pulling up on pizza. But um, no, I'm happy. I'm happy for you to go on Blue's team. But um, yes, yeah, out the pineapple. What? Pineapple. Okay. <laughs> Next question. We're gonna move on straight away because I'm I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm not really. I'm not really. It's, it's, been, it's been a great pod. Been a great pod. Um, now favorite color then, Nicola. Blue. Any shade of blue. Teals. Like the minty colors. Yeah, I'm a blue, blue girl. Nice. Which is handy, which is also blue. Yeah, very handy. Yeah. Yes. Nothing yes. comes close. Um, yeah. Next question. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? So I think, I mean, lots of possibilities. I think it would be, I think just taking people's like pain away. Because I think so Ooh, many people. That is a good one. Yeah. I think just so many like athletes and non-athletes people are just I feel like people just have pains or things that have happened to them they can't just live a life that they would want to small things like not being able to like reach things because maybe shoulders pain or hips or anything like that so I think it would just be taking people's pain away so they can just do what they want to do and not be obstructed by anything I want to get I want to get really deep into this now, Nicola, yeah. because um, I think I don't know what superhero there is. I think there is a superhero that can take away pain, but then it goes into them, if you know what I mean. Oh, so yeah. are you taking that? 
but then you still you're fine but if you keep doing it like over and over over again then yeah. you make it weaker and weaker but i know there's like a power where you can cure you know pain breaks and stuff but then it yeah then, then it affects you and then you're like for a while you're like oh that hurts a little bit but then you're back yeah so, yeah i would take that if it yeah. took someone else's and then it, i was then rid of it as well then yeah i would sacrifice that yeah yeah. So I got really deep there. I get deep sometimes on these questions, Blue. Sometimes you've got, you got, you just, you, your mind wanders onto yeah. something else. And uh, yeah, but I know there is one film out there that there was some superhero that would just, yeah, even someone if they're like, sadly they died and then you just, they brought okay. them back to life, but then it really affect that person. But yeah. Then you're fine overall because they're a superhero That's... and all that. I'll have to look that up. Idea for Halloween, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. And just you just go around the, you know, go around the Halloween party, yeah. just like fixing them, and you know, Good make sure they're fine. I will heal you. I will yeah. heal you. Well, Don't panic. Stuff, yeah. I am here. Yes, pretty much. There we go. Yeah. Um, okay, final question. Uh, if I'm correct, Blue. So I, I was worried last week that we missed out a question, but we didn't. But I'll no, final, final one. Final one. Um, We've had many choices on this, Nicola. We've had uh, showers. We've had cars. Um, what, what, I forgot what Megan said now. I should know this from last week. Um, that was quite a good one, I think. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. So, sorry, Megan. Sorry, anyone who did listen. If you haven't listened, listen back and then uh, go go with that one. But what is the one item you can't live without then, Nicola? Um, I think it has to be my water bottle. I mean, they just take it everywhere. Um, yeah, it's not a very exciting answer. Practical. practical. Very practical, yeah. So, yeah, I think it has to be that. I just always have it. Take it to the gym, take it to work, away games. It's by my side over there at the minute. <laughs> um, yeah, probably water bottle. Yeah, you can't you can't live without water either. Yeah. So yeah, you'd last longer than me with my car. So yeah, you'd be <laughs> yeah. driving around looking for water. And <laughs> yeah. <it>, so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But well, there we go. Then ten questions with Nicola. Um, any other business blue? Any other add-on questions? Or what? I don't think so. I'm happy yeah. with my pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone, someone will be joining my team at some point throughout this season. <laughs> we shall see the next guest. Will they be joining Team Roscoe or Team Blue? We shall see. Um, okay, then, Blue, over to you. Results round up from the weekend. Some interesting results, especially one game, but then the team did get an equaliser in the end. But uh, take it away. Yes, so the round-up of our league. Um, so we'll start off. Portsmouth played Billericay. Um, Portsmouth came away with a 5-0 win. Um, so a big win for them. And then I've just seen that uh, Billericay Town's manager... Um, has parted ways with the club uh, by mutual uh, mutual agreement, I think. Um, so, yeah, a bit of turmoil for Billericay at the minute, um, having come up this season. Uh, this one's a bit of a, I suppose I would... Uh, Plymouth beat Gillingham 2-1 at home. Gillingham are a decent team. Um, then we've got the big one, Oxford-Watford at Oxford. Um, it ended 1-0, but Oxford literally equalised with... Uh, very, very few seconds to go. Um, so that's a big game, big top of the table. Um, clash, which ends in a one-all draw. Then got London Bees, Cheltenham Town. Um, Cheltenham uh, won 4-2, a nice away win for them. Um, that's a decent win for them, actually, especially after coming up last season. We obviously won 3-0 against Crawley Wasps. And then Bridgewater played MK Dons, and that was one-all. 
Um, so Oxford are sitting at the top of the table, 14 points. Um, and then we've got Portsmouth and Watford. Uh, we're sitting currently in fifth um, with a game in hand. Um, and then we've got Crawley Wasps at the bottom who are struggling on two points. That's a roundup of our sort of league. Um, but obviously we've got Oxford who are currently top of the table this Sunday. So a big, big game. Yes, well, let's um, preview the New Oxford game. Um, they're still unbeaten, as you said, top of the league. Um, Nicola, we played them last year twice and we weren't able to beat them twice. Um, of course, the 3-1 defeat in the fog at Oxford last year, just before Christmas. And then, of course, the 1-0 defeat at home. Uh, what's your memories of those two games? Two disappointing days, but um, mm-hmm. as, as a whole, Oxford as a team? Yeah, I think, like you said, it was just disappointing. I think the away game. It was almost like, what is happening? It was kind of, didn't seem, couldn't work out what was happening. Didn't kind of seem real. Um, So, yeah, I think we just need to go into the game kind of ready, ready to go. Um, And like you said, it will be just a massive game. Um, So, yeah, all positive vibes, I think, going into that game. We need to do sort of the best we can. Yeah, and and blue. Um, I think Oxford, of course, they've they've changed their team a little bit. They've seen some players leave, but it seems they've improved as well because they're you know top of the league, still doing all right from last year. Of course, they you know picked us to second last year. Um, they are a good side, but I'm sure we want to get that revenge on those two defeats and definitely the, the visit to Oxford as well because um we went there. It was a foggy afternoon, uh, chilly afternoon just before Christmas, and that was maybe the beginning of the sort of sad sort of end to our unbeaten run as well. Yeah, you could perhaps say it was the turning point last season. Um, but I think we have to we have to forget that in a sense and yes, use it as, okay, yeah, we want a bit of revenge on these, but actually not feel like, oh, we've never beaten these. We're, we're not, oh, these lot always have us. We can't get into that mindset. Um, it's a new season. Uh, they've got new players. We've got new players. Um, it's very different. Um, and obviously we'll have to go there and, play very well to to earn a, earn the right to win the game. Um, but yeah, we've got to go in and be fearless um, and always forget what's what's happened in the past uh, because they are top. So I'll just take a look where they play because it's at Oxford City, just for the people who, who, who live near Oxford or want to go to the game. I think it's Court Place Farm, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2pm kickoff on Sunday. So if you fancy going down, Go and support the girls and um, hopefully another win. Make it five wins in a row. Um, well, it's been one hell of a show. Um, Blue, Nicola, thanks for joining me. Blue, any other business? No other business from me. Nicola, any other no. business? Anything else you want to shout out? No, no, I think it's been a great morning. Great podcast. So thank you very much for having me on and all the great questions. Yeah, we've got to know Nicola very much so and I've, I've enjoyed okay. it. Blue, over to you then. Um, of course, Remember all the stuff. Yeah, so a special thanks to John Fowler's solicitors, as usual, for sponsoring the pod. Um, it's been a great episode. Um, thanks, Nicola, for giving up your time and coming on. It's been really interesting to hear all your experiences. Um, another reminder to vote for Ross and this pod in the Football Content Awards. Um, you can do so by scrolling through Kings of Anglia Twitter and finding the link or going on FCA's website and voting for us all for football content awards. Um, so yeah, go on, give us a vote. Why not? Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. 
if you're coming to Oxford, we'll see you there. If not, uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks very much. From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.